0: San Francisco Bay Area singer-songwriter Meklit Hadero was born in Ethiopia, but she didn't stay there long.
1: I was about two years old when I came to the States. We actually spent a brief time in Germany between Ethiopia and here, and then DC, Iowa, Brooklyn, Florida, New Haven, Seattle, San Francisco, lots of places along the way.
0: On her fifth album, Meklit digs deeply into the modern music of Ethiopia. The album is called, When the People Move, The Music Moves Too. And that's a good way of describing our theme today. This was made here. Hello, Shija Winka with you, sitting in for Georges Colonnais on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Today we're going to hear music made mostly here in the United States, but by musicians with roots elsewhere, that is, artists with feet in many worlds. Today, we'll hear from creators with complex identities. Ghanaian-American, Cuban-French, Roma-Nigerian. These artists are all blurring all boundaries of identity, style, and genre. You might say they're making the music of the future. When you
1: go to a country and you ask, show me your culture, they're going to show you their music. That puts music at this kind of telescopic nexus point. Culture is this very hard thing to define, and it's very elusive, but we can use music to talk about the things that are hard to talk about. So when you
0: ask somebody, show me your culture, music shows up. We'll talk more with McLit in a moment, but first, let's check out a song that gets to the heart of our own unique experience and vision. Here's, I want to sing for them all. Tadero from her new album, When the People Move, The Music Moves Too. The movement of people is something very much on this artist's mind these days.
1: We have never experienced the kinds of movements of people that we are in right now and that we will see in the coming decades. We're gonna get all kinds of climate change refugees and they're gonna be coming from everywhere. And what you realize is that no matter where they're coming from, they bring their music with them. In my mind, I see a box that you can carry with you that has no weight, no burden, so it can go wherever you go.
0: Now that's a nice image, the weightless gift of music that even the weariest refugees carry with them. And make no mistake, this force is changing music everywhere.
1: Our neighborhoods, communities, cities, and countries are going to get increasingly diverse Things are going to bump up against each other. You know, in the past, for example, with the United States, there was a push towards assimilation where you have to just like come into the mainstream American narrative and kind of forget the past. But I think that's changing. There feels right now to be an ability to stand in two worlds. On the one hand, American music was born out of the forced migration of slavery, blues, jazz, hip hop. And I think the distinctions between world music and American music are just going to start to blur. We're going to start seeing many different kinds of rhythms and social orientations come into what we call the mainstream. And I think that's really exciting.
0: Although Meklit grew up in the U.S., Ethiopian music was always in her life. My mother would always
1: sing Ethiopian lullabies to us. And she has such a beautiful voice. It's like... (laughs) The voice is very close to your ear and you're sleepy, you're in that in-between world so it just goes right into your heart, you know. (laughs) The next music was old tapes of Ethiopian music and Michael Jackson, you know. Those things would kind of go back and forth in my life in Iowa. And we were always listening to Ethiopian music, always on tapes, never good quality. You know, it was always like they had been played so many times. They would slow down and speed up and, you
0: know, stretch. Much later and already musician in her own right, McClick got a deeper education in Ethiopian music when she joined the musical and environmental collective, The Nile Project.
1: Jorga Musfen, who is the ethio-jazz saxophonist on the Nile Project, he's one of my closest friends in the world, and he really spent a lot of time with me teaching me what you might call ethio-jazz theory, which kind of doesn't exist anywhere. Like, you can't actually take that class, but he gave it. Like, you can take it with Jorga, (laughs) or you could take it with Samuel Jorga or with Mulatwa Statke, but you can't actually take that at any university. You just have to be with the people. That's it. So we just spent so many hours together and Dawit Sioum would just put a krar in my hand and be like, look, it's real simple. And after that, I understood how to arrange Ethio jazz in a different way.
2: I'm running away with you the strength come quick
3: Be who we really are and swallow our pride Tell, Tell me why can me. we say what we truly feel and have on our minds Tell me why do we waste time
0: Hadero. Aya wrote the songs on her new album in her adopted home, Brooklyn. But that's just the latest chapter in her long story.
4: I was born and raised in Germany of a Nigerian father and a Roma mother, a gypsy mother. Then I pretty much lived in Germany till the age of 19. In between we left when I was a baby, we left for almost two years to Nigeria. My father had the idea too move back and live in Nigeria with all of us, but the system there was so unstable and everything, you know, that that was in the 80s. It was a nice dream to have, but it didn't really quite,
0: (laughs) you know, I mean, it was difficult. Yes, it was difficult in Nigeria in the 80s. You can take that from me, with the um, military coups, power outages, fuel scarcity, and not so much more going on at the time. But beyond that, Ayo's father faced one of the universal challenges of African immigrants to Europe and America.
4: When you go back, you know, it's like people, they have a lot of expectations. And I would say it's almost like Christmas every day, you know, they think like it's very easy to live in America or in Europe or wherever, you know, but sometimes they don't know about the the struggles that you can have over there.
0: Aya's father sometimes worked as a DJ and she remembers her gypsy mother as the queen of the German nightclubs where he performed. My father
4: would play King Sunny Ade, Fela Kuti, um, Jimi Hendrix, um, Shirley Bessie and company i never forget. Music just had this powerful effect. It made me dream. It became like the soundtrack. Of my life, you know, like at one point I was separated from my family and I had to go to foster care and foster family. But whenever I was away from my father or my mother, it could be a song that would take me back home, you know, that would make me feel like they're not away, I'm I'm with them, you know. So music has this power where it was not just a thing that you dance to and have fun with, it's way deeper than that. One thing that i never forget was when I was five years old, I saw this cover of um, Diana Ross. My dad had all these vinyls, you know, his record collection, and there was this one particular picture of Diana Ross that I loved so much. She had her afro, but her afro was not up. It was blown out and was kind of down, you know, like she was wearing it down. And And I had a big afro, and I always hated my hair when I was a kid in Germany, because, you know, there wasn't a day at school where I wasn't called something. And it was difficult because there were not a lot of black kids and not a lot of mixed couples neither, so it was quite a new thing.
0: Ayo remembers going to the beach with her German schoolmates and feeling out of place.
4: The girl's hair was like blowing in the wind and all this and my hair wasn't. And I always wanted for my hair to move, you know. But I remember when I started blowing it out and I was wearing it down instead of up, it was moving a little bit and I liked it. And I saw Diana Ross and I thought she was so beautiful and I could see myself in her, you know? I could kind of relate, you know? At that time, I thought you have to be a singer. If you want to be on a record cover like that, you have to sing.
0: Aya started writing songs at 13. Her father encouraged her and helped her make connections in Hamburg. She stayed there a while, then moved on to London and afterwards Paris, where she lived on and off for 10 years. Aya made four albums working with producers there, but this new one, she did all on her own in Brooklyn. Features one beautiful song about Paris called Panam.
3: Whenever I draw a card, you are my jack of hearts. It's written in the stars, we'll never be apart. part. cry, I I'm you the God Whenever I go someplace new, I can't help but think of you. Panam, Panam.
4: Panam to me is a love letter to Paris because I owe Paris so much, I feel, and gypsies call Paris Panam. I always say Paris is the Champs-Elysees and maybe Place Vendôme and the beautiful areas. But Panam, that to me is the real Paris, you know, the African Paris. It's all these districts where you find people of all color. You've had a lot of Jamaicans. It's funny because Jamaica is such a tiny island, but they're everywhere in the world, you know. (laughs) I mean, Nigeria is a huge country. Of course, they're everywhere, but Jamaicans, it's like, they're really everywhere and they have such beautiful culture. And then how it blends in into Paris as well. You know, reggae is such a big thing in Paris. That's what I love about Paris too, about Panam.
0: Aya with a love song to Paris, Panam. Let's hear one more from Aya from her current American life. This song, Boom Boom, is Ayọ's powerful response to the 2014 shooting of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri.
3: Why do we have a government, if there's no justice, just ignorance? Why do we have a system, if there's no organization, just organized crime? To vote if we all know things won't be different, cause the president will never make no difference. Why do we prefer to hide knowing that it just ain't right? Why are we too scared to fight for something that is worth to die for? Boom, boom. Another boy dead, boom, boom. shot in the head, boom, boom. another mother crying, boom, boom. not save for son from dying, boom, boom. another boy. In the air. Boom, boom, Another mother crying Boom, boom safe for some from dying One and one, two and two Put your hands up or will shoot you Three and three, four and four Better get your ass down to the floor Five and five, six and six Always watch out for the pics Seven, eight, nine and ten Send this message to all your friends What the government what the f- goes on with the government tell me where where is was a promised land if I knew the way I would leave today what the hell is wrong with the government what the f- goes on with the government tell me where where is a promised land if I knew the way I would leave today 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 One, two and two, put your hands up or he will shoot you. Three and three, four and four. Better get your ass down to the floor. Five and five, six and six. Always watch down for the picks. Seven, eight, Sent this message to all your friends One bullet, two bullets, three bullets, four Five and six, just to be sure His body drops, he can take no more His hands were up when he hit the floor bum, bum. Another boy, dead Boom, boom Shot in the head Boom, Another mother crying Boom, boom Couldn't save his son from dying Boom, boom Another boy, dead Boom, boom Shot in the head bum, bum. Another mother crying, save her son from dying Mama. Another boy dead, WIL, shot in out the head Another mother crying, who wouldn't save her son from dying Our Another boy dead, shot in out of the head Another mother crying, who would save her son from dying
0: Here's a bluesy sound from an unlikely source. The group is Delgres, And well, I'll let the artist explain.
5: My name is Pascal Danae. I'm the lead singer and guitar player in Yeah, My parents were from Guadeloupe Island, but I was born in France. I grew up there. I got used to listening to the way they spoke and they spoke Creole, which is broken French. When I first started this project about the blues, uh, the first language that came to me was that language, because I got used to hearing it as a kid. So that was a way for me to go back to my roots and connect with my ancestors. There is one element in Guadeloupe that for me is kind of our blues. It's the guoka, Guoca music, it's only drums and vocals. And this is something that is very African, it goes back to Africa. And the guys who sing that kind of music, really are singing the blues. Some people do it as well, of course, in Mississippi, in in America. But what they express really is the distress and all the day-to-day struggle, only with the hand drums and the vocals. And even when I sing today, I think about those guys. So we're going on a journey between Guadeloupe and Louisiana.
6: Right.
0: Pascal Wendelgres performed at the 2018 edition of Global Fest here in New York City. and He told us of how a guy of Guadeloupian heritage, born in France, became fascinated with Louisiana blues and was delighted to find himself invited to perform in New Orleans.
5: You know, we were doing our own stuff in France and all of a sudden we get a call from some guys in New Orleans telling us, yeah, actually, you look at the books in the archives in New Orleans and you can find that there were like people traveling and when people do business, the culture also is traveling. So we can't even imagine, you know, some West Indian guys being part of the early blues experiment. So at the end of the day, it's quite natural. For a West Indian guy like me to play the blues, it's a natural thing. Something you put your finger on it and it's like, yeah, okay.
0: Pascal told us why he decided to name his band, Delgrass.
5: Delgrass was an officer for Napoleon Bonaparte. He was mixed race. And he was based in Guadeloupe in 1802 when Napoleon Bonaparte decided to reinstall slavery. So basically, this guy fought for the French Revolution with Napoleon Bonaparte, and then he found himself a terrible choice because he saw the French people coming back to Guadeloupe. After only eight years, they were coming back to restore slavery. So he decided to say no, and he fought really hard. But at the end of the day, you know, they were outnumbered. So he decided to just retreat and they blew the whole place up when the French people attacked. So he gave his life for his idea. That's why I wanted to pay tribute by giving his name to the band. So there's one song precisely about Degress called Mojody, which means die today. But we're gonna to play that song. My favorite, my...
0: live at Global Fest in New York City. Clearly a band with feet in many worlds, Guadeloupe, France, and Louisiana.
5: I kind of always worked in that field of experimenting, you know, mixing water and oil. But I have to say that when you do something, whatever it is, mixing like really weird music that you're not supposed to mix, whatever, if the result is authentic in the sense that you really believe in what you do, then it goes beyond understanding. Forget about we are from. forget about where we're from, forget about everything. Just dance, enjoy the music, close your eyes, have a good time, and then we can start talking, go deeper, if they want to.
0: Thanks, Pascal. Rock on. Coming up, we have Weedy Brimer, Master of the Djembe, also La Dame Blanche, and Jojo Abbott, as we continue our profile of artists with feet in many worlds. Visit afropop.org to read our complete interviews with Ayo and Meklit Hadero. And find out more about our 30th anniversary gala here in new york city on may the 3rd i'm shijiawayinka and you're listening to afropop worldwide from pri public radio international <music> time to meet an artist with a truly bicontinental identity. I'm telling you, this guy will blow your mind. Weedy Bremer is taking the djembe drum places it's never been before. And in fact, he's about to be the first djembe playing band leader to perform at the Blue Note Jazz Club in New York City. We reached him by Skype in a recording studio in Los Angeles.
7: My name is Weedy Bremer. I come from a family of drummers on both sides. My father, Askasuli Bremer, being a very, very prestigious composer and arranger in Ghanaian music. My mother, who was a phenomenal jazz drummer, funk drummer, from East St. Louis by way of New Orleans, her name was Ann Morris. My father was doing an and resume program in East St. Louis, where he met my mother, who was assisting helping the young drummers how to play jazz, and not just how to play jazz, but also how to play music that wasn't confined to the basic swing. You know what I'm saying? Because she had worked with a guy by the name of More Cham.
0: More Cham. In case that name doesn't ring a bell, let me tell you that he's one of the great Senegalese percussionists and cultural historians. And he's also the father of megastar Akon. So we've got Ghana, East St. Louis, New Orleans, and now Senegal. Weedy's mother studied with Moor Cham even before Weedy was born.
7: My mother was a trip because she wanted me to have an understanding of music on both sides of the world. The folklore... She wanted me to have the understanding of how folklore can evolve into what we have today, but also have a sense of funk and jazz. She wanted me to open up a new door of what music could be, what folklore could be, and how you can blend this music to create a new voice. So I am a djembe player. You know, a lot of people say you're a percussionist. I'm not a percussionist. I'm a djembe folo, and I'm happy that I'm able to take the instrument djembe and open up a new door for it like it hasn't been done.
0: Weedy kicking out with keyboard maestro Bill Lawrence from the band Snucky Puppy. The album is called After Sun. And when Weedy says he comes from a family of drummers on both sides, it's no joke. Take the Morris family from New Orleans, his mother's clan.
7: My granddaddy, who's my namesake, Weedy Morris, was the one that showed all his younger brothers and one sister how to drum. And the youngest happens to be a legendary drummer that passed away about two years ago by the name of Idris Muhammad. Idris Muhammad was a pioneer for funk music in America, I feel, and certainly the sound of New Orleans coming into modern day music. But
0: what about that name, Weedy?
7: A lot of people say, let me guess, you smoke weed? No, I don't. That's the first thing. Don't smoke weed, but Weedy was my grandfather's name, and all the great jazz artists knew him. Now, him, he smoked weed, I guess. I'm I'm not sure, but I'm just knowing one thing. A lot of people would say, your granddaddy was one of the best. And certain legends to talk about my grandfather. So it's a blessing for me. Oh, oh.
0: as Weedy's father's family in Ghana.
7: My father's family are Ghanaian drummers, like traditional folkloric music, you know, Ga Asante and Northern Ghana music, Obunu, Fronkun That's my father's music. That's the music. My brothers are still playing to this day. That's their thing.
0: But after his parents split up, Weedy moved to East St. Louis and a whole new education began. First, he discovered the djembe drum by way of a video by Guinean djembe master, Mama Diketa. And then there was this.
7: My mother always wanted to keep Africa around me. I was always in search for more music, more music. So there was a radio station called 88.1. Every Sunday at noon, they had this show that would come on. It's called Afro Pop Worldwide by George Colonel. Every Sunday, I would wait. I would listen to that show. And that was a show that opened up a door to me. I would listen and learn about Panda Bongo, man. Umu Sangari. I was listening to Yusu Endura. I was like, I didn't know who the hell Yusu Endura was until that show. I was listening to this music, but I didn't put two and two together about why modern music and folklore are like this until my mother was explaining that there is no such thing as music without folklore. The moment you understand that this is connected to this, then you will then understand your role as a djembe player in modern music. Now,
0: how about that, folks? Your public radio dollars at work. <laughs> There's a lot more to Weedy's story, including the fact that his father was instrumental in helping the late Hugh killer bring the groundbreaking Ghanaian band Headzole Sounds to the San Francisco Bay Area in the 1970s. And Weedy's mother ended up playing drums with the band. our program afropop by the bay for more on that story you can find it at afropop.org but right now let's hear a track from one of weedy's own projects with the band creative pandemonium this is hover round That's Jojo Abbott with the song Toli, one of the four tracks on the 2016 EP, Fifia Woto. The songs on this EP tell a story.
8: Fifia Woto falls in love with a slave master's son in a time of slavery in Ghana. She's an Ewe woman, he's Caucasian. They're found, and Toli begins that narrative where they're caught. And then they're brought before the traditional tribunal, and there are actually three main characters in Toli, plus the townspeople who are going Toli, Toli, Toli. And then it goes into Pilolo, Lombava, then Lelele, where the story pretty much ends in Fifiao Oto
0: being sold into slavery. Joy is like nobody else on the scene. Born in Ghana, she has at times based herself in Accra, Copenhagen, Nairobi, and New York. As you can hear, she's an artist not interested in being pinned down to any single identity.
8: A lot of my work is about challenging the notion of identity, forcing it to be this ever-evolving thing. In an effort, obnoxiously, to live beyond my race and my ethnicity, I've sort of challenged myself to find homes in different spaces and to build a life for myself in different spaces and cultures. For the last four years especially, I've been building support systems in these three continents. The markets are different. I felt that America would be my toughest market. I was told it would be my toughest market, and yet I found that it's been the most supportive. At home in Ghana or in Nairobi, for example, there is a need for us to build infrastructure and to build networks, which is also very exciting. So I enjoy being present in these spaces, and I guess I would attribute it to my need to be omnipresent.
0: (laughs) With feet in many worlds, to be sure, Jojo has found it hard to answer the question, what kind of music do you play? But she needed an answer, so she came up with afro It
8: was just a way to sort of have something that described the feeling rather than it's reggae or it's this or it's that. It's Afro-inspired for sure, it's hypnotic, and the sonic resonance will be unique. That's all it is. It's not too deep. Maybe it's fake deep.
0: <laughs> Let's hear a more recent track from Jojo Albert. This is Divine Feminine. <laughs>
9: We know they play, play yeah, As yeah. you yeah. they see us so. We know they play but yeah, I follow We yeah. know they play here As you they see they fight fight, yeah, like this
8: We won't play A bit We know they play but yeah.
9: Feminine,
8: Divine, Feminine Feminine, Divine, Feminine a divine. Feminine. More. Feminine. Divine. feminine, 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 feminine.
0: Divine feminine, and we've got time for one more artist, with feet in many worlds. Bonjour, bonjour.
10: Ici la Dame Blanche. Je suis nous, Je viens de Cuba. Je suis et, et je fais de Urbano,
0: Yes, La Dame Blanche from Cuba, a singer and flautist who makes urban cubanísimo hip hop, and she speaks French too. More on that in a moment. La Dame Blanche grew up in a distinguished musical family in Cuba. Her father, Jesus Aguaje Ramos, is a trombonist and musical director for top bands, including the Buena Vista Social Club. La Dame sang all her life and studied classical flute as well. But during hard times in Cuba, in the late 80s, she moved to Paris, not speaking a word of French. Just the same, she found a warm reception among Afro-Cuban bands there. And then in 2014, she launched out on her own as La Dame Blanche.
10: Je suis sorcière, donc... <laughs> non, la Dame Blanche, c'est un nom eh, connu dans toutes les cultures. La Dame Blanche, elle a fait peur à beaucoup d'enfants. J'ai voulu faire une traduction avec une autre visage, une, un message plus positive. Je suis la Dame Blanche et je suis noire et j'amène des bonnes nouvelles.
0: La Dame Blanche says, "I am a sorceress. The White Lady is a figure used to frighten children in many cultures. But this artist wanted to give her a different, more positive face. I am the White Lady and I am black and I bring you good news." she's made a good life in France but she's happy she can visit home often many immigrants are not so lucky
10: c'est une vraie souffrance d'être loin de chez soi de sa famille de sa maman de son papa c'est vraiment très dur et une certaine
0: mélancolie the dame says a person suffers being away from home and family but in that sadness there's truth we immigrants have something that's very strong and it's this melancholy we have abandoned our homes but she adds that with a cigar and a little rum, she can face the cold and snow of France. This is Kikariki from La Dame Blanche.
11: más fuerte que yo. Entra por la uni y sale por la dos. Aquí nadie sabe lo que quiero yo. Coge lo que pueda y apúratelo. Abre despacio, baja la cara, cúbrete el pelo, cállate, cállate, no te me apures, a como si nada, duerme conmigo si te da la gana, nadie más fuerte, más fuerte que yo. Entra por la uni y sale por la dos. Ay, aquí nadie sabe lo que quiero yo. Que no se te olvide lo que me dolió y, 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 y.
0: La Dame Blanche with Kikiriki. So let's go on with a hot Latin band from the San Francisco Bay Area, La Misa Negra. comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International, affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Additional support for Afropop Worldwide comes from post-Mambo Cuban music seminars with Ned Sublette, 100% legal travel to Cuba. Next trips, March the 9th and July 1st, 2018. Postmambo. That's P O S T M A M B O at gmail.com. Thanks to Global Fest for our live recording of Delgres. Visit afropop.org to read interviews with artists on this program and find out more about our 30th anniversary celebration in New York City on May the 3rd, honoring Aurelio Martinez and Mukumba. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Balo. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Bannon Air. Join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Stephanie LeBow. Bannon Air, Konifa Achere, and CC Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of operations is Ben Richmond, and I'm Shijia Woyinka. Thanks for joining us.